Hello, this is Hilary Seabrook. Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. I'm delighted to be joined this time by pianist and violinist Bennett McLean. Bennett's new album, Green Park, is out now. What you're listening to now is Joe, which is the last track on this new album. I'm very much looking forward to this conversation with Bennett, and I hope you enjoy listening in. Welcome to Harmonious World. I mean, this podcast is all about people sharing what they're good at so that, you know, it makes the world a better place. Nice, nice. So thank you for joining me. I'm really grateful. So first of all, before we start, so the album Green Park is out, I mean, in a couple of weeks, but it'll probably be out by the time this actually gets launched. Right, yeah. So tell me about the album. When did you, when did you, compose the stuff and when did you and you've gone back to violin haven't you yes yeah it's quite a long story um go on then well um violin was my first instrument um <clears throat> started very early um at the age of three um and that was really my thing up until the age of 20 <clears throat> at that point I literally just took a, a very sudden sharp left and I left that world of uh, classical classical music classical education and literally just started gigging in, I'd say not even jazz. It was more sort of rock, R&B, um, these type of venues with, with various different bands playing kind of funky stuff at the time, you know, um, the early 90s this was would have been. Um, and then gradually I got, got more into the jazz scene, which is what I had all, always been interested in since uh, around the age of 12 or 13. Um and that was my that was now my route. So I was, I was now doing mainly keyboards and piano. Um, and then a friend of mine um, basically lent me a violin. Um, this now we're we're rushing ahead now to sort of twenty years later. So I've been gigging and working and, and sort of um, known a bit as a, as a pianist on the jazz scene. Someone lent me a violin, and that got me thinking about the violin again. So I, to be honest, I. I loved the violin so much, uh, you know, even when I wasn't playing violin, I would have, I would come home and put on violin music or, you know, sort of, it was still uh, with with me, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, just having the, the violin there again in the house made me think, start thinking um, and gradually, yeah, I just started getting back into it and, and, and yeah, that's how it happened. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then... This album, when did you when did you start writing for it? Well, it's a mixture of songs actually. It's um it um so um I started thinking about the album. Well, I started thinking it's time to do another album because um uh my previous album was um released uh, two thousand and sixteen. So by the time um, we had COVID, the terrible situation and everything after that gradually slowly getting back onto its feet and around that time I started thinking just started thinking about 
what kind of direction the new album would take. I was thinking about different energies, you know, as the world sort of heaved itself back into normality, I guess. And um, so I, I, I was thinking about sort of different energies and trying to trying to think about how to capture those on an album. I, th I, I sort of felt it was time to start thinking about that. Um, and this was going to be a violin album because by now the uh, violin was, well, in my mind, it's my main thing, you know, now. Also wanted to document my my current band, which I love. It's a, it's a nice documentation of how that sounds live as well. Yeah, and it's a great band, isn't it? You've got some uh, some good names in that. Yeah, yeah, I'm really chuffed to be playing with these guys. Yeah, I mean, Duncan Eagles on tenor. He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah, he's incredible. We've got a little bit of a history there. We've, we've been playing for a, more than a decade in, in various different groups. They're all super inspiring guys to play with. And, yeah. Um, yeah, they really bring bring the music to life. And I wanted to sort of sort of handpick um, with Christine... Um, we sort of handpicked sort of seven songs that we thought would would give um, sort of a, a good platform for the band to just bring these sort of different energies to and stuff. So yeah. Capture. Yeah. yeah. So at this point in the podcast, I'd like to play one of the tracks or a bit of one of the tracks. So I'd like to play a bit of Red. Nice. So tell me about how that got composed and and why why it's called Red. Okay, well, yeah, uh, the red is is quite an old composition of mine. Um, I've got this old red folder um, of compositions um, going back, you know, man, many years and stuff. Um, and red was one of the songs in that. I think it was called red because um, the tonality of G to me has a red aura. If that makes sense, yeah, in the key of G, right? Yeah, so that's actually the reason it's kind of, to me, um, G has sort of a red aura somehow.
but that's a great track, isn't it? That's that, and I think it shows off the band in yeah. really well. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm really, really happy with the beautiful piano intro from Liam. We went for a, a free kind of piano intro, so whatever he heard, but based on the intervals and the um, the shape of the melody, and he just did this magical thing. Yeah, and it's interesting that that having been a pianist yourself, you're able to give him that freedom to to do the piano that that he wanted rather than the piano that you wanted on that track. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I'd never want to be um, one of those sort of too hands on with sort of controlling thing. That's actually why I I picked those songs because they're fairly simple structurally. They're not too intricately designed. Like some of my previous other work is quite arranged. This section goes to that section. There might be a rap section and then a, it's all quite cellared in as in, in terms of structure, whereas these songs are more open and, and simple. So I was hoping that would help, you know, bring those energies yeah. to the forefront. Hopefully. So tell me a little bit more about your background. So so you started off as a as a violinist. Where did you where did you get your musical training from? Yeah, so um my parents were very good and they 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 found some great violin teachers for me when I was very early. Um Maya Stoloff, um Adrian Levine, uh Pauline Scott. These were all just fantastic violin teachers and although my parents are not actually musicians, but they somehow found these these super teachers and um yeah that's and then I got a um scholarship to the Purcell School of Music in 1980 oh. which is incredible it was like going into Wonderland or something yeah it? yeah yeah I've never been there but I've heard a lot about it and obviously I know a few people who've come through it that was most of the 80s then I bet I, I was at the Royal College of Music um as violinist for a couple of years but by that time that was the period where like I said I kind of I kind of left that world for the gigging, funky world. <laughs> <laughs> you played with some amazing people. I mean, uh, Laura Mavula, Daniel Casimir, Binka Golding, Omar. Yeah. Soweto Kinch, who actually I've just interviewed as well. So that's good. Really? Yeah. Wow. I love yeah. Soweto. He's, he's incredible. He's a, he's a really interesting guy as well because he's, he's very... Uh, when I say politically motivated, I mean politically in the best sense of the word, you know, wanting the right things for people, wanting equality, wanting, um, you know, diversity and all of those things. And he wants to work at it. He's, he's yes. an amazing guy. Yeah, incredible guy. And he puts that in into his music. You know, exactly. In a, yeah. In a free, free and um, expressive way. He's incredible. Yeah. I was very inspired by when his first album came out, actually. I think it was... 2001 or something like yeah, that. I think it was, yeah, I think it was. Around that time, like, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was incredible. with the, the mixture of rap and really, like, incredible sax playing and, and, and bebop kind of thing, you know. Yeah, that. absolutely. I heard him play uh, a couple of months ago at um, the opening of Ladbrook Hall in Notting Hill. That's right. where it is. West End. Great venue. Lovely venue. If you ever get a chance to play there, it's a great venue. He was playing with Xenia Strigolev and they're very very different musicians very different and Soweto just kind of stood on stage and just weaved in and out of the 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 other the other sax there's another sax player as well Lucianne right. Daniels was singing and they were so they, he was just weaving in and out in a very um 
sparse way. It was fantastic. No. Wow. I wish I'd have been there. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah just an amazing player. So yeah. yeah, I like his use of electronics as well. I've been checking some of his more recent stuff out, I, and I like all that world of, of having the computer technology and all the pedals technology there to be used if needed. It's a bit of that on on Green Park. Yeah, and, it, and it's using it's about using the technology we've got as a tool to help with your creativity, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. So what does the future hold? Well, we have the the album launch, which um, is a big thing, big thing um, for, for me. Um, it's at the wonderful uh, brand new venue, uh, Heartbeat World Embassy venue. Have you, do you know that? I've never heard of it. No. Yeah, so it's literally brand, it's a really new venue on the South Bank. And it's sort of a concert venue. So it's like a, a concert theatre. They do um, classical music, you know, everything from classical to, to jazz and beyond. Uh, so very happy to say we we secured a date there for the album launch. We, that's a big thing. Also hoping to put together a little tour for next spring. That's in the in the pipelines. I'd just like to continue with this band. It's really inspiring to play with these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah. I wish you all the best with that tour and uh, keep me posted on dates and things because uh, I'd love to come along and and hear you. So absolutely yeah, live. I will. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time, Bennett. It's been great talking to you. Thank you very much for having me, Hilary. It's been great to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for that latest episode of Harmonious World. It was great to talk to Bennett McLean and what you're listening to now is Blue Fingers, one of the tracks from Green Park. In the show notes, you'll find all the links to Bennett, where you can find out about where he's playing. And on my blog, I'm going to start listing dates that are coming up for people that I've interviewed. So thank you for joining me once more for Harmonious World and have a great week. And if you're listening to this before Christmas, have a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.